Welcome to the Muddy Waters of Freedom with your hosts, Matt Wright and Mohammed Shaker. morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. This is only me, Mohammed Shaker, as your host. As you all know, Matt Wright has left us for a few months. He'll be back in about four months if none of you guys have heard that news. He is in Alaska um, doing some kind of sales job, so we wish him luck on that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, you guys are going to have to enjoy the show with just me by myself, which is going to be uh, very interesting and uh, uh, very new. Um, this is very highly unusual for me to be doing the introduction and the talking to myself and you guys about <laughs> this stuff. Um, <laughs> anyways, as always, I want to give a shout out to Lotai Kava Bar for the kava that I'm drinking today. And yes, you may be asking, uh, Ramadan is on, but I have been sick as a dog for three days. That's why I had to move the show to Sunday instead of uh, yesterday on Saturday. Um, so, uh, shells up and bula. All right. Um, like I said, this could be very different. Uh, hopefully, we can all... <laughs> hopefully, we can all... Um, well, really, this is all me providing you guys with some entertainment, and I'm not the funniest guy ever. Um, sort of the reason I have Matt on, because he's uh, the less boring guy out of both of us. And another situation that I ran into pretty much the day he left, we'd been trying to fix this, and we don't know how to. Um, I cannot go live anymore. Well, I can go live on the Facebook page um, as per usual, but for whatever reason... When he moved out his MacBook Pro and we set up my PC and then later his second MacBook Pro, um, sound doesn't go through the mixer to the page. We don't know what we're doing wrong yet. Uh, now he's gone, so I have to figure that out on my own. Um, hopefully I can figure it out because it's a lot more fun when I go live. Um, I don't know. I feel like being under the pressure uh makes me, you know, put my best foot forth or something. Uh, anyways, I guess we can start off with a little bit of banter like we always do, except it's just going to be me talking to you guys about my first week. Well, this um, it's interesting doing the show by myself. There is no Matt. There is only me. So everything has been going the same, you know, doing we, we, we both re- barely do any kind of um uh, what do you call it, pre-show setup, you know, we just grab our kava, go sit down, pick some topics, and we let the show go, and uh, that might have to be a little bit different this time, because uh, there's no, there's gonna be no banter back and forth between him and myself, um, but, you know, this week, he's gone, I'm here, he's been gone since uh, Friday afternoon, um, and my week's been okay. Hopefully everybody else's week has been all right. Uh, I finished watching, uh, this one show on Netflix that I believe is over. Uh, I can't tell. 
it's one of those uh shows based out of another country um it's in portuguese but they have the audio in english if you want to do that and they have audio subtitles called uh 3% and it's about obviously some place in brazil that um it's like a dystopian show so if you like dystopian stuff kind of like uh hunger games and all that um as the name implies yeah there's like a percentage of people that um make it through to you know a better life and in this case it happens to be uh the people stuck on what they call the inland in and uh a bunch of people when they reach 20 they go through this testing um and about only 3% of them make it into the offshore as they call it and once they get onto the offshore uh life is great it's very utopian um but then there's uh bad there's like some struggles between the offshore and the inland and uh there's a group of people called the um the cause and they don't like what's going on with this whole uh the process is what they call it when they pick people to go um but the show is very communist in my opinion inspired to an extent even though i'm sure other communists would not exactly agree considering what happens in the show not that they agree really with what's historically accurate anyways with what communist parties around the world have done um but check out the show called um 3% you may enjoy it and in other news when it comes to television my all-time favorite show is being canceled by Sci-Fi, uh, The Expanse. And apparently that's really because um, Sci-Fi's deal with them isn't netting them enough money off of Showbox, or I think that's how I read it. Basically, the show uh, on on cable, and not a lot of people apparently watch as much cable as they used to, and that's probably true with the invent of uh, Netflix and um, Hulu. Uh, so now everyone's trying to save the show. Um, everybody from uh, George R. R. Martin has talked about it. Um, a real-life astronaut has talked about it. Uh, Will Wheaton has talked about it. Um, hell, I've talked about it. Um, it's hashtag Save the Expanse, and I've talked about that show before. Uh, check it out if you like sci-fi and try to like you know tweet at people to do it. Netflix is not um, looking into... Or they're not interested in the show, apparently. But uh, Hulu is. Um, and Hulu does show um, the, the the series on their on their app slash, you know, Amazon Prime website. Um, and I guess apparently most of the, um, the, the views are on Amazon anyway. So it would actually make a lot of sense for them to go ahead and do that. Um, no one's happy with the show being canceled. So this... Um, this might be a good thing for them. Who knows? Um, a lot. I think regardless of where the show goes, people are going to follow because it's a damn good show. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, good television, let's talk about uh, <laughs> CNN. And uh, because the, I would say they're the main perpetrators of um, Russiagate and the inquiry and all that stuff that's been going on with um, Don, uh, President Trump and the Russian collusion into the United States elections of 2016. So, you know, all of us have been hearing 
a lot of media scare over the last two years, maybe, um, about Russian involvement into getting Donald Trump elected. Not a lot has been proven. There has been a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. You know, there have been uh, people in uh, on the campaign staff that had, um, they had, uh, what, should, what do you call it, uh, contacts with uh, certain Russian officials, which some people say may be in maybe um um not the right way to go about uh fixing the relations between the United States and Russia before being the president um even so the guardian even the guardian it's um it's a british newspaper it's uh, le- le- uh left leaning um even they have said that there's no evidence and this inquiry has been going on for so long and dominating so much of the media that it's domineering and taking over uh, news time or air time that could be going to quote unquote real issues and people's lives, um, whatever they mean like that. But I do agree with them. It's been going on for too long. The thing is, um, if there was, you know, Russian collusion and Russian interference in our election. Yeah, we should work on fixing that. But so far, it's like they're the Democrats are grasping at straws here. And, you know, a lot of people will say that. Um, who is it? People on the left. Uh, people will say that, you know, oh, well, we uh, how come we can interfere in other people's elections? And uh, now we're getting mad at the Russians. And yeah, I, you know, it makes sense, and I agree that it's a bit hypocritical for us, as in, now this is internal stuff, you know, the Democrats worrying about Russian collusion, and now other people are saying, well, we do do it too. Well, it's wrong regardless, whether we do it or whether somebody else does it. So just because historically we have done so doesn't mean that... Oh wow! Excuse me, guys. Like I said, I'm I'm a little sick. That's why I'm backing off the mic every now and then. <clears throat> um, what was I saying? Um, oh, just because we've done something wrong doesn't mean that they should do that. You know, Russians should be allowed to do it as well, or vice versa. Now, the, if there is proof that they helped elect him, I still don't know how. You know, I honestly don't know what my answer to that would be, because if if all they did was, you know, take out some Facebook ads and and set up some Twitter bots and spam everybody with enough news to sway people to vote for or uh, vote for Trump or against Hillary or vice versa. Well, in this case um, for Trump against Hillary, excuse me. I don't see the problem other than perhaps the other parties and other people should be putting forward uh, better candidates and campaign better because there's when it comes to elections, you're not trying you're not typically trying to sway your other side of of the uh, political spectrum to vote for you. You're trying to get your side to come out and vote for you that's why it's called get out the vote 
no matter what kind of uh, campaign you work for, what political affiliation or party you're with. It's all about getting out the vote. It's all about reaching out to, if you're a Democrat, you're going out reaching out to other Democrats. Uh, if you are a Republican, you're reaching out to other Republicans and so on and so forth. And you win by getting as many of your people to come out as often as possible. And then you also win by single-issue voters um, that maybe register with some party but care more about one issue or another. And that issue could be something like the economy, uh, the debt, uh, uh, education, healthcare uh, could, is definitely a big one. Um, guns is a, is a huge one now um, or has been for a while and I believe will be. Uh, over the next couple of uh, primaries. So I don't know how much of an extent this Russian stuff, if it was true, actually, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know how much you can actually blame on Russia when it comes to Donald Trump winning. Um, I think a lot of that was Hillary Clinton generally being as much of or more a disliked candidate compared to candidate Trump. And that's that. And I think they should probably get over the Russiagate stuff and focus on something else if they really want to win. And I I honestly don't even think the Democrats are going to do well in 2020, especially if they decide to run Hillary again. Um, the way you've been seeing... The media recently, um, especially, you know, now that the left has won the culture war and the way they the way the blame goes out against Republicans nonstop, just regular everyday Republicans, regular everyday white people, uh, regular everyday Christians, um, minorities that are not conforming to the left. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to win next time. Um, they're going to have a hard time, especially when it comes to guns. Um, there's a lot of Democrats that don't want to ban guns, you know, and it's it's in our culture. It's uh, it's ingrained in our society. We like guns. It's it's that's just a matter of fact. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's just how it is. And actually, well, so, you know, speaking about guns, um, this week we had the uh, Santa Fe shooter in Texas that um, 17-year-old went on to his campus, killed 10 students and injured 10 others. And he did so with um, a, a shotgun and a revolver. Um, and it's, you know, it was horrible. I felt, I felt really bad um, when he did so. Um, you can't help but to feel bad that something like that has happened. I just don't know that any of the common anti-gun rhetoric that comes out is going to be helpful. So a few things to look at here is, first of all, the kid is 17 years old. So already he's, you know, not supposed to have a gun. Um... Second, um, with the focus on quote-unquote assault rifles, and I'm 
I'm going to have to get into something else about that after talking about him. Um, um, excuse, excuse me. Assault rifles. Uh, shotguns are not assault rifles. Revolvers are not assault rifles. In fact, most of them will shoot. Modern revolvers can hold up to six rounds. Um, and they're both semi-automatic, but they, they don't shoot any quicker than um, an AR-15. And they actually don't shoot any slower either. Uh, reloading, yeah, yeah, you can, you, you'd be able, you'd be reloading um, a shotgun slowly and a revolver even slower unless you have some kind of speed loader. But it, some, we need to know what's going on with the people, not the, not what's going on with, uh, and yeah, even then, you know, USA Today came out with an article stating that, uh, Basically, it's a good thing that the shooter used what they called less than lethal weapons, um, which doesn't really is not really how that term works, uh, because less than lethal or non-lethal is a no, I'm sorry. okay, less than lethal are weapons that can rarely, rarely uh, kill somebody. Uh, and that would include something like batons and rubber bullets, for example. Non-lethal would be something like um, uh, OC spray. Um, but yeah, they, so and I thought that was one of the dumbest things I'd ever seen because you're you're gonna start getting people to think that there is such a thing as a more lethal or less lethal firearm when all firearms are lethal it's the same thing i said maybe a few weeks ago where i said what what's the difference between an assault rifle and a defense rifle or or whatever if that's an assault rifle what is the opposite and and how do you change the way people use it because you can use an ar offensively yes but you can also use an ar defensively same thing you can with uh, 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 what do you call it? a muzzle loader? Um, uh, a revolver, uh, a cartridge. Um, you know, uh, five round magazine. Whatever the firearm is, even if it's a, even if it's a rifle that has one bullet that you can shoot one time, and then you have to expel the cartridge and then put another round in. You can still use that offensively or defensively. And the idea that there's such a thing as less lethal firearms is stupid. All firearms are lethal no matter what what caliber. Obviously, the, the larger the caliber, the more lethal the caliber, yes. But then again, depending on the caliber, the, the round can go straight through you. You know, or, or uh, the powder in, in, um, in, in uh, the in the bullet, the round can, can just go through you. You know, smaller calibers can be more dangerous, kind of like um, uh, 223s or 5.56s, the ones that we use in the M4 and the M16 in the military. They're not really made to kill. They can kill, but they're not made to kill. They're made to injure somebody enough that it would take two or three people to get them off the battlefield. Um, so all firearms are lethal. I don't know what USA Today means by less than lethal, because that is not a real term that you can apply to firearms. Um, 
And then I saw one of the uh, uh, suggestions made is maybe we sh- we need to um, make private sales illegal. And I don't know how you plan to do that. Um, first of all, I think uh, that's one of the reasons why the second you, you're proving that we need the Second Amendment. If you're going to want to have the government send uh, uh, law enforcement for every single transaction to watch every single person while they sell or transfer whatever weapons they have, that's quite that's pretty dystopian, you know? And I don't know how you plan to do that. You're going to have to have a cop everywhere making sure no one's selling guns anywhere, and you're not going to be able to do that. And I wouldn't agree with you on that anyway, because if I want to buy a gun from a private seller, uh, maybe my father, uncle, friend, whatever, I should be able to do that and vice versa. And nobody should be able to say yes or no. Um, Now, how about the fact that the kid may have taken those weapons from like his father or his house, his household or whatever? How do you fix that? I mean, again, I don't understand what actual gun control measure that wouldn't hinder on everybody else's rights that you can implement? What can you do? You're going to have the government come in and, and check everyone's guns and make sure they're in a safe or make sure they're unloaded or what? why? And then what are you going to do with the criminals that don't care about that, you know? So I abide by these uh, rules and laws that that the gun grabbers want and I separate the ammo from the rifle and the criminal that's going to come in and try to hurt me or my family or my wife or kids or whatever they're not going to care that they're walking around with an illegal firearm doing something illegal and that's just going to hurt me at the end so again it, it's it sucks that this happened and, and this kid did such a thing um and i i think we need to look into what to do to make sure something like this doesn't happen again but how do we do that otherwise all right that's that's that on the guns i don't want i don't want to keep um there's not a lot to say on it other than it sucks that this well actually there's one more thing um uh, there was a congressman or state rep in texas or something that said that Schools have too many entrances, and people were laughing at that. And actually, I don't agree or disagree um, with what he's saying because it depends on how you do it. Uh, but have people that were laughing at him for saying there are too many entrances? I mean, he's not wrong. That's called entry entry control. You have that at military bases or really anything that's secure. You have one entrance and one exit that you can dedicate your security at. So you can, you know, check uh, people going in and out and have access control. I don't think that's the worst thing ever um, to suggest that schools have one entrance and one exit. Um, I mean, you you might be able to stop uh, a mass shooter that wants that is coming in off of campus rather than it being a student that's already on the campus. Um, uh, but yeah, anyways, moving on. Rand Paul this, uh, this last week had introduced his bill, uh, the penny plan where he wanted to slash, uh, a, a penny per, 
Oh God, I don't. Nah, oh, I don't even remember what it is now. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it was basically a bill that was going to slash uh, billions of dollars uh, from from the uh, budget that would help rectify the deficit of of the of Congress and this country. Um, and only twenty two senators, uh, all Republican, <laughs> which is funny because there's about fifty one. Republican senators voted for him uh, for it with him, um, which kind of shows you how uh, the Republicans, as I've always been saying, are not all Republicans are conservative and not all Republicans really, truly care about what's going on with um, with the economy or the debt or the deficit. It took only 22 people to prove that Um, one of them really being Marco Rubio. I don't know why he voted for it, because. Marco Rubio is sort of a defense and spending hawk. Um, so I don't know if he voted for that just to save face or what. Uh, Mike Lee did vote for it and Ted Cruz. So that's that's good on them. Um, and like I said, so Ramadan just started and a story came out of China. And this is something that uh, has been talked about in the news for a while now. But the Communist Party in China has these re-education camps uh, in China where they put Muslims through these camps uh and they feed them basically alcohol pork uh because they're trying to apparently root out islamic extremism which honestly i don't understand how that would do that that would actually make people more extremist um when you (laughs) when you force them to go and defy their religion at the point of a gun like that um i mean it's free food and alcohol. Yeah, that's cool. But I mean, maybe give that to the people that need it rather than the people that don't want to do it. And apparently this kind of stuff kicks up during Ramadan and they force even more people to not fast uh, while while they're uh, while, while they're in uh, China. And it's it's sad that that happens. Um, but that's all you really need to know about communists and the Communist Party and socialism this is how it's been from the beginnings. Uh, Karl Marx was the one that said that religion is the opiate of the masses. And that's why communist parties have always been hammering down on um, on religions around the world, whether it's uh, Islamic, Christian, uh, Judaism, or any other faith. The state religion is, um, what do you call it? The state religion is communism. And you can't have competing hierarchies within the state hierarchy that's supposed to be running your life. Uh, So hopefully people (laughs) understand that uh, communism isn't cool and uh, people should stop really focusing on uh, (laughs) on whether the the Communist parties do good good things for people or not, whether it's in Cuba, North Korea or China. Communism is horrible and... Hopefully these Muslims end up moving out or, I don't know, hopefully they don't turn extremist and, and prove the Chinese right. You know, that wouldn't be a good thing either. Anyways, I'm going to keep this um, episode short because it is my first episode by myself and I am a little sick. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed the show with me and uh, next time I'm going to try to make sure that the live sound works, the music works and... We won't be having any more of these problems, and maybe I'll have another guest come on to help me so I'm not as um, bored and, um, uh, what do you, uh, so I'm not saying um all the time, 
because uh like i said this is new i i, I don't know how to do this by myself uh but it's uh, it's been enjoyable anyways make sure to check out our website www.muddiedwatersoffreedom.com uh we're on facebook for uh facebook.com forward slash freedom, and we're on uh, instagram and we are on twitter thank you for joining us and i'll see you guys next week <laughs>